What's up? How's it going? How's everybody doing out there? We are back. We are back. We are back. Man, it has been a minute since I have podcasts. It has, let's see, what's today? <laughs> today is the 10th. Today is actually my father's birthday. Happy birthday out there. Oh, man. Um, it has been, <laughs> I can't even, it's been so long since I've done anything. I can't even figure out how long it's been. Um, so basically, I, um, Y'all heard the last podcast where I released two episodes while I was on vacation for y'all. And then I happened to skip a week um, last week because I was just <laughs> just out of it, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I guess I left on the 21st, I believe. So April 21st and today is the 10th now. And I'm I'm kind of getting back in the swing of things. I'm still kind of out of it. Uh, you know, before I left town, I kind of got laid. Uh, I guess you could call it laid off. It's kind of weird. Uh, I'm a driver. So within my driving company, since we're contracted, you could just constantly jump from one contractor to the next. So it's not like you're ever fired. You're just let go from that one. You just work for the next one. So that happened before I left. And then I bounced on vacation and had an awesome time and came back. So uh, I've been back for <laughs> like a week, I guess. And I'm still kind of trying to get my sea legs. Uh, I guess my land legs, I, I had my sea legs, but now I'm trying to get the, the old land legs back. So yeah, we, uh, let's try to see what we did. I don't even know where to start. I did so much. It was awesome. Awesome trip. Let's say, I guess I'll start with the airport. I flew there. <laughs> that was it. Um, yeah, no, we, we basically, what we did is we flew to Florida um, flew to Orlando, Florida, and then we decided to go from um, there. We were heading to Fort Canaveral, Port Canaveral, sorry, uh, Port Canaveral. And from there is where the cruise ship leaves. And we did six days. It's five days, technically. And then the sixth one is a night. And then, you know, you wake up the next morning and get off the boat. So it's kind of the last night's kind of sad. But it was awesome. We did. um let me see. It was two days at sea starting off, which was awesome. So you do is a day and a half straight out because so, you leave about five o'clock that night. You, you get on about noon and you leave about five that night. Draw everybody check in, checks in and all that. And you're you're already eating buffets wide open. You're doing whatever. And then uh, you have that night. You have the whole next day and that night. And then the following morning. So the second or third day, depending on how you look at it, is when you actually land in your first stop. And our first stop was Labadee, uh, Haiti. Never been there. Never thought I would ever go there. Never even, I mean, one beach is the same as the other sometimes. But the more I travel, the more I learn. That's not the case. But uh, it was awesome. I mean, the view, I've I've been to other countries and I've been a lot of places, but the the way the trees and the mountains and the landscape and just the way everything was the way the mountain looked from our distance it just i've never seen that setup like it's hard to explain without seeing it or or knowing what i'm talking about but it was just the first time i can actually say i've seen i mean this kind of country i mean bahamas is very specific haiti cuba all that I mean, South America is very different also. It's, it's just, it's interesting to see the different uh, landscapes when you go to this, you know, California, I went to 
North California was like vineyard country. So that was first time ever seeing mountains and mountains and just fields of vineyards. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting to see these things. So yeah, getting off the boat was awesome. Um, and Haiti was pretty much, it's, it's basically a beach resort. You know, it's just one side of the island or one piece of the island, I guess you would say, is basically for us. I mean, it, it's sad because we're on this boat and we're, you know, grubbing down, we're eating. I mean, the people are wasting food left and right, left and right. And then, you know, this other con- this country, like literally you get off the boat and if you were to jump across the mountain on the other side there's people starving, but on this side, they have all that we have, we have all the green trees and you can't see none of it because it's all covered by the other side and they have walls up to keep them from us too, because it's dangerous. I mean, it can be dangerous, but I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's sad, but it's, it's, it's kind of how it is when you vacation in other countries, you kind of, you kind of realize what their culture's like and some countries aren't that good. So it, it was a definitely a, a, a wake up. I mean, I knew these things already. I mean, if you've ever been to Mexico or anywhere like that, you know, there's poor places. But um, yeah, it was awesome, though. I mean, because you basically get off and it's all sand. The locals, you know, are, you know, drumming and dancing and, you know, singing their local stuff. So you get that kind of flavor when you jump off. And then uh, we immediately went and sat down um on one of the beaches because it's all free uh you know there's certain parts of the beach that are like hey pay a hundred dollars a person and you get like a cabana and and a guy checking on you constantly or you can go to the free side of the beach the chairs are free the the other kind of cabanas are free which is basically just an umbrella which is still sweet because you're going to be in the water any anyways and you still have a server the guy still comes around because as soon as we sat down boom Get them island drinks. Get that mango. Uh, they call it a, a labadoozy because we're in Labadee. So, and it was a labadoozy. Um, of course, the alcohol is not that strong. It's probably one shot of alcohol and a huge thing of, you know, sweet mix or whatever. But if it doesn't make you feel like you're not on an island, you got your shoes off, feet in the sand, island drink. It's fucking beautiful view. It, it, it's awesome. And then. The, the beach was set up to where it had zip line going over the top. So you basically got to see people constantly zip lining and you, they were so close that you could scream to them and they could scream to you while you're in the water and they're zipping over, uh, which is, I mean, like I said, I'd never seen nothing that close, which was pretty awesome. Uh, we didn't actually do anything in Haiti. We were going to do the jet skis. Uh, they have a jet ski tour, so they kind of drive you around, but the, the weather wasn't bad, but it was windy. It's kind of the windy season, I guess. I don't know, but it was pretty windy. I mean, most of the cruise, it was pretty windy, but nothing unbearable. But I guess it was enough so to where they felt unsafe taking a group of people on like, you know, 20 jet skis at a time. Through They just said the waves were too much. So it was sad, but uh, it actually, I mean, it worked out because we ended up having an awesome time doing everything else. I mean, we, we lounged on the beach. Um, it was me, my dad, my girl got off the boat here. My, um, and we ended up going. So we went to the jet skis first. They were closed and we kind of walked the Island. You can kind of walk the whole thing in 20 minutes, the side that we're on, um, walked around, saw some of the stuff, had some drinks, got in the water, got out of the water, took a nap, got back in the water. I mean, that's kind of all you're doing. You just get in, 
you know, get out, sunbathe, get back in when you get too hot. And April in the Bahamas is not bad weather. You know what I mean? It's anywhere that close to the equator is going to be nice most any time of the year. It's only it's only bad weather you really got to deal with. So, uh, yeah. And then from there, let's see. Uh, my dad went back about that point. Uh, he was getting a little sunburn at, th- at that point. So me and my girl chilled. We drank probably another two or three of those Labadoozies. Walked around. Oh, yeah. We also had lunch. I forgot. So on the island, they offer free lunch. They offer it. So everywhere you go when you're on a cruise ship, anywhere you land, there's always like free shit that's part of the cruise. And then there's extra shit. So even on the boat, on the boat, there's so much free shit that you can never have to spend if you don't want to. But then there's also if you want a badass steak dinner, you can pay extra for a badass steak dinner or you can go to the diner, have a nice ass dinner and the steak is still good. I mean, they get they I had steak almost every night. So it's like. I don't know why you would ever pay for food. I've never, I haven't paid for food in a long time other than, uh, they do have a, a wing place, like a bar wing and bar food, which is fucking amazing. They got truffle, truffle fries, garlic, Parmesan truffle fries with like a drizzle of, Oh God, it's ridiculous. It's so fucking good. And their wings are the best. Like, Oh man. Uh, Playmakers is what it's called. I, I don't think there's one outside the boat, but I'd have to look it up. Maybe there is a playmaker somewhere in the U.S. Anyways, I veered off. But uh, see, all all the food's free. So on the island, we grubbed down. It was a full buffet style. And it was like they had ribs. They had huge pieces of chicken. I mean, all the fruit you could think of, snacks, brownies. I mean, everything you think of. Like, so awesome. So you just lounge on the beach. You go get some food. You go back to the beach. You get drunk. You jump in the water. You go back, get food. Like, it's it's crazy. And this is all free because you already paid for the cruise. So that's like I can't express enough how free everything is once you pay, you know, six, eight hundred dollars a person for the cruise. Right. Whatever the cruise package is, they're all different. So you say you pay eight hundred a person for the cruise and then everything else is free. Like so you're getting five days of extreme pampering, gluttony, lounging, just everything you can think of. It's not a bad, I mean, some places it's rent, you know what I mean? But it's worth it. I don't ever regret going on, on any cruise. They're, they're fucking amazing. The more I go, the, the more I can, I can live there. I told someone the other day, I tell people all the time now, I'm like the first cruise I went on, I've only been on three. So you, you think I would have been on a hundred the way I praise it. But the first cruise I went on after five days, I was like, eh, you know, it's awesome. It was a little weird because you, you're kind of culture shocked, but it was still awesome. And then looking back on it, it's awesome. But by day five, you're like, you know, I'm ready for my bed, you know, comforts, TV, you know, your normal shit. You're not used to being because normally when you vacation, you go to vacation somewhere that has Internet and cell phone signal and all these things. So it's a little bit of a culture shock, which is good for you. And then the second time, you know, by day, it was a six day cruise or technically seven with that extra half night. but by the end of that one, I'm like nodding my head. I'm like, yeah, I could do this. You know, this is cool. I'm ready to do another one. So you get off. And then this third one, I was like, I could live here. I, I don't need to leave. Like never. And then going to the Bahamas, pff, I could I could leave the U.S. right now and, and move to the Bahamas. Like I have no problem. I was telling my girl, like, would you rather be poor 
in America or poor on a beach somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean poor, like homeless. I mean, like if you're going to be a basic citizen, go to your nine to five, put in your hours, make your reasonable money to kind of travel a couple of times a year, do this and that, you know, just the average American, you know, just basic hardworking American. You know what I mean? If you want to live that lifestyle, why can't you do that in Jamaica? You know what I mean? Why can't you do that in, well, not Haiti, because it's a little harder, but you know what I mean? Why can't you go to these certain cities, Nassau and the Bahamas, where we landed? You know what I mean? There's all these places. It's tough living, of course, but I'm saying, like, if you're gonna just going to work a nine-to-five job, I'd rather work a nine-to-five. I'm going to be a taxi driver in New York, live, living in New York. I'd rather be a taxi driver in Nassau, Bahamas. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to make as much, but when I go home, even if I live in a shack, with an outhouse and this, that, and the other, look where I am. You know what I mean? Like it was like that when I lived in Vegas, like I've gotten to the point where I don't want to live where, or I don't want to like vacation and then come home and be like, Bleh. like when I lived in Vegas, the best part of coming home was coming home. You know what I mean? Like leaving sucked. Like I would leave Vegas to go to California and I'm like, Pfft. Like, I'm ready to go back home. And then you come home and you see the Vegas lights and you're just like, fuck yeah, like, so happy. Well, I feel like that would be the same way if you lived, like, somewhere islandy, you know, one of these South American countries, one of these Bohemian countries. If you live out that direction, it's the same thing. Like, you have that, like, I talked to a lady out there. She couldn't have looked any whiter. She couldn't have looked, she looked like she was from Kentucky, like. And she was born and raised in the Bahamas and she like had the the reverse point of what I'm making, like, or the same point that I'm making, I guess, which is basically when she vacations, she vacations to, you know, the cities to go see in America. She goes to Chicago, LA, New York, you know what I mean? All these places to sightsee. And then when she goes home for the other 11 and a half months, it's the Bahamas. So it's like when she tells people she's going home, she's basically going where people vacation to go home. It's like living in Hawaii. It's the same shit. Like you're in paradise. Like I'd rather. Like I'm seriously contemplating this, guys. Like I'm seriously contemplating just moving to a Hawaii, uh, a South American country. I mean, Hawaii is better because they speak English, but you know what I mean? P preferably one of these English speaking countries just to make it easier on me. Um. Not that I wouldn't learn the language, but still, I'm I'm pretty down for just grabbing my shit and moving my moving my happy ass somewhere cheap, and just figuring it out. I mean, why not? There's no reason not to. Life's too short, right? Oh man, uh, sorry I veered off far. Back to Haiti. Um, <laughs> so after all the food, all the gluttony, all the everything, we uh, we we go back on the boat. Basically, we kind of chill. Get a little sunburn, which is, you know, fun. And then you get back on the boat. And then back on the boat, it's the same thing. Uh, so the boat doesn't leave. You have till five to get back on the boat. We got back on, I think, around three because we got off the boat at like 10. So we got back on at three, three thirty. And at that point, you can, you have choices. You can either, I mean, you can do whatever you want. You can go, people go back to sleep. They take a nap before dinner because usually you go to dinner anywhere from six to nine. Uh, and this is dining hall dinner with waiters, full service and everything. So it's, it's a badass dinner. And the first night 
the second night we already had formal night. So everything after that's regular night, but it's still formal dining room, which is awesome. It's full pampered. It's full. It's uh, three courses, but as much as you want. And usually we do the way we schedule it is when you get back on the boat, we either chill in the water again on the boat because there's pools on there. Lounge again. It's the same shit. Maybe snack. Depending on if it's early, I think we snacked that time because the water always makes me hungry. So I think we went to the buffet at that point. And then you go and you change. Like our schedule is usually we we chill all day. Even if we get off the boat or stay on the boat, we chill all day. And then at night, about 6.30 to 7.30, we do dinner. And then by 9, dinner's over and it's time for a show. And this is every single night. I'm talking five days a week on that boat. This is what we did, which is fucking awesome. Because you go to dinner, dinner would be, so they give you this sheet of paper, it's, or it's on your phone, whatever. And it's nine appetizers, seven main courses, and uh, like five or six desserts. And every single night, it's different. There might be one or two things still on there from the night before, but every single night is different. And usually the first night, there's things on there that aren't on there the rest of the menu. So the first night, like the Waldorf salad is on there the first night, but not the rest. But anyways, you can order as much as you want. Most people don't know that. So what I do is I get like two appetizers. Normally I get three entrees, but I've been shrinking my stomach to look a little better on the boat. So I couldn't eat as much. So I was squidging by on two entrees barely. And then you knock out a dessert. I don't even eat dessert, but it's free. It's part of the experience. I'll taste a couple bites. Let my girl have some, whatever. Everybody can taste it and then we'll move on, you know? So... When we're talking meals, it was like uh, appetizer would be like shrimp cocktail or a Caesar salad or uh, a crab crab brulee, not crab brulee, that's dessert, but like a crab uh, crab puff or whatever, a stuffed crab, whatever the fuck, you know, this, that, and the other. So you could get one or two of those per person. I'm saying. So me personally, I would get that, and then my dad would get his, and then my girl would get hers, and then my mom would get hers. So it's like you know, everybody would get their shit. So. From there, you so they start bringing that shit out, and then from there you do entrees. And entrees, I did like it'd be a chicken, it'd be the grilled chicken with roasted potatoes or a baked potato with veggies, and then the next plate would be <laughs> chicken car. Uh, what was it? Uh, spaghetti bolognese. So it was like I'd have spaghetti, I'd have a chicken and roasted fucking whatever, and then I'd have a steak and another thing and then fucking another night you'd have fish and chips and then like it's just so many combinations and they don't care you just order 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 and god it's so good all the time but so you do that and then you're completely like then from there you go to the show show was on this boat it was ice skating and the ice skating was cool it was a full like circus show with like they were all in outfits and characters, but it was all ice skating. It was pretty sick. And then there was a juggler, which is almost always a juggler, but he was he was funnier than the damn comedians, which was crazy. There was a, there was always a stand-up comic right before him, and he would he would crush after the comedian. The comedian would get off stage, and then that's when the floor would fucking rip. The comedian was so funny. Even the guy that <laughs> – he didn't mean to do it, but the guy that brought up the juggler after the comedian said – all right, are y'all ready for some comedy after the comedian just got off not knowing what he said? I don't think so, but oh my God, it was so funny. Um, but yeah, the juggler was sick. There was, uh, 
God, there's so many shows hard to say. There's like musical shows. There's kind of not opera really, but kind of Broadway type shows with dancing and you know different kind of stuff. There's you know comedians. There's love and marriage shows. There's uh, all kinds of stuff to do every night. And then you do that, and then usually from that point, you either choose if you're going to go get drunk. If you want to lounge some more, there's usually a movie. They play movies all day, so you can get on top of the boat underneath the stars and watch a fucking movie. And then you also have uh, the casino. You have, there's like three nightclubs that are open till like four. There's seven bars throughout the place that's like karaoke, um, piano bar, where there's a guy specifically playing the piano all night. There's... Um, I mean, there's just so many different styles of bar. There's like, there's a country singer, like a female country-ish singer, and she was doing like cover songs all night. There's last cruise, there was a one-man band. Like, it's just never-ending. They had 70s night. They had 80s night. They had uh, formal night. They had, like, it was so great. Like, it's such a badass experience on this boat that you're having with people you would never hang out with. And it's an awesome time. Like, I can't I can't speak it up enough. It's such a fucking awesome time. I'm so my dad's already planning for another cruise, but it's a year from now, like 12, like exactly a year. We're in the month that we're going to go next year, like 12 months. Like it hurts my chest. (laughs) I want to go like three times by then. Like, it's crazy. At some point, I'm like, I just need to make enough to where instead of paying rent on a house, I just go on a boat. I mean, there's people that do it. I just live on the boat. Like, it's travel the world. Uh, there's boats that do 365. that They cruise the entire world. Uh, I think it's 280 days, if I remember what my dad said. Uh, that It stops all over, the, all over the world. But, yeah, 280 days on a boat, which sign me up. Sign me up. I'd have to give up everything. I mean, because I'm not paying rent while I'm gone. You know what I mean? Everything would be gone. So I'd have to storage unit everything. But still, sign me up. Sign me up right now. I'm ready to go. Um, so, yeah, you uh, after the show, you usually chill, party, whatever. And then for us, like I said, this, it's all different to everybody else. Because all day, you can wake up at 7 a.m. And there's something going on in the boat. There's there's giveaways constantly. They're giving away jewelry. They're raffling off clothing. They're raffling off other discounted stuff, casino stuff. There's uh, artwork for sale. There's a whole ga- there's always a gallery for artwork, so you can buy badass artist uh, artwork. They raffle off some stuff. They auction off some stuff. Like there's always stuff. There's free massage samples, free f- makeup tutorials, free like it's so much free shit. We don't do next to none of it. Because first of all, I don't know half of it's going on. And second of all, I'm not I'm not going downstairs at 7 a.m. I'm not one of those people that, I don't know. Like, we watched a belly flop competition. Five guys from 140 pounds up to 300 pounds belly flopped. And the guy made a comment that this was the champion from the cornhole competition. I was like, I didn't even know there was a cornhole competition on the boat. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's, I'm so naive to what's going on to the boat because we're in our own little world, and which is fine. But if you wanted to go, you could make a killing. I mean, you could go to every raffle, every free thing. I mean, there's free, like I said, uh, makeup tutorials, free uh, diet, com- like conversations with like, there's free psychiatric stuff. There's free, I mean, there's all this stuff you get to try for free. So, I definitely recommend it if you're into that. If you're into couponing or anything like that, get on it because it's it's where to be. Um, yeah, so 
usually that's the night and then the next day starts over you have for us after haiti we had a whole another day at sea so we did that night thing and then the next morning you have the whole next day to do whatever on the boat there's there's mini golf there's surfing there's rock climbing there's an arcade there's slides there's i mean there's so much shit on there there's pools there's free ice cream there's like it's I mean, there was a hot dog and bratwurst stand. Like, there, it's just so much stuff. Um, so, yeah, we lounged all day, did the same thing. Nighttime was dinner and a show. And then the next morning, which was the fourth day, we land in Nassau, Bahamas, which if y'all listened to the previous episode, a couple episodes before the vacation. I told y'all where we were going and about Nassau. Nassau is Pirate Island, basically. And they're in the mid-1700s. Uh, Basically, the easy way to look at this island is when all the pirates in the world were pirating and robbing and looting and doing what they were doing, there was a main hub where a lot of them liked to land and trade goods. And this was Nassau, which I didn't realize how close Nassau was. Nassau is so close to the tip of Florida. Like, I thought it was somewhere else. Like, it did, like it's crazy, like, how my brain didn't associate its closeness to what it is like this pirate island is so close to the americas so in the 1700s you know this had to be crazy and the fact that it lasted so long without a being noticed b being a problem or c even being fixed is crazy to me and if it wasn't for a hurricane taking it out i i don't know what would have what it would have been like it's so crazy to me um but yeah, we got to check that out. So that was awesome. And if you're wondering why it was so awesome, I guess I'm into pirates. I mean, I've always liked pirates, buccaneers, things like that. I mean, who doesn't like Pirates of the Caribbean uh, movies, stuff like that, you know? But apparently I'm into it a lot more than I thought. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was very interested. I mean, seeing the boats, seeing the the lifestyle because so basically we landed in nassau like i said the fourth day was nassau in the bahamas you could do same thing there's excursions so basically the boat has set up certain things you can do you can do shore excursions is what they're called so through the boat you can pay a discounted price for things going on on the island this is all mostly funded through the boat Definitely set up through the boat, organized through the boat. So safety is not really an issue. You know what I mean? You're not getting off the boat and finding a local and hoping his boat gets you where it's going and he gets you back and doesn't take you somewhere to be murdered. (laughs) You know what I mean? Especially some of these other places I've been to. Like you definitely don't want to do the local tour. You want to be on a tour associated with the cruise. So basically it's on the cruises website it's on the app it's on the boat you can talk to people all of it's set up there so you can pick what you want to do so like i said we were going to do the jet ski in haiti uh nassau had tours of the island it had tours of the 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 properties itself i mean i guess tiger woods has a 50 million dollar house out there we passed uh when i was on one of the boats um there's so many different things they could do it's it's all to help the community there and for you to have a good time to see the culture um I want to say in Haiti, they had a tour of Haiti. You actually went to the local places and it did, it was an hour and a half stopped at like seven major stops in the villages. And you got to see how like they made soap. You got to see how they made their own peanut butter. You got to see, you know, all this stuff. 
Uh, we didn't do it just because I feel like it would have been cool. But on the boat, right before we got off, I heard some lady talking about it and hearing her talk about it and then hearing the lady describe it and then me telling you about it. It just sounds lame. You know what I mean? Because her biggest point about it, bragging about it was you get to see how they make their own peanut butter and this and that. And I'm telling y'all the same thing right now. And it's hilarious because I sound like this uppity white lady, I guess. Um, sorry for that. So anyways, we didn't do the, the local stuff, but uh, in Nassau, we ended up. So me and my dad went and did. Um, they have a pirate tour, basically. So they have a replica pirate ship. They basically built. They took a boat. And built a pirate ship around it, basically. Which was cool. It was very cool looking. It, it looked really awesome. It, you, it was small, but that's how they were. So it's like, it blew my mind standing on the boat to be like, there's 200 people that could be on this at any point. I mean, not usually. Usually it's about 140. But even we had 30 or 40, and there was people in the way. I mean... Don't get me wrong. We we didn't go into the bowels of the ship where most people, you know, sleep and gamble and all that. But still, the surface of the boat was pretty slim to imagine so many people to be on there. And imagine having a, a sword fight. You know how close close quarter sword like it would have to be knife fight, not sword fight. Like it's crazy how small it was. Uh, that's how they were. I mean, some of them like it just. But it was awesome. They uh. You get on the boat, you got a complimentary um, rum fruit drink, I guess. It was fruit punch, and or it was rum punch, basically, but it was fruit punch and rum. It wasn't bad. We ended up getting three or four of them, so that was awesome. We got more than the one. Um, they had a show. They basically, so funny, I feel like I'm going to start this business. I'm not kidding. Um, they basically had a three-man operate, well, five-man operation. There was security guard at the back of the boat that was sleeping most of the time. Sorry, front of the boat. They had the driver of the boat, right? So those two guys, you never really saw them. The driver drove, and the other guy was just kind of sitting in a stool in the corner making sure nothing went down. Okay, third member was a drunk guy. He was playing a character. He was playing the drunk pirate. So he had to be belligerent, annoying, screaming. He was yelling at children. You know, it was all tasteful, but it, it was funny. Um, so they had him, um, they had a woman that played, I guess she was kind of even in command to him or maybe a level above. They kind of just yelled at each other and she was like, I don't know what you're saying. You're drunk. Like every time, but she was sober and he was playing the drunk guy. So they were just playing the dynamic of what would be on the boat. And then Blackbeard was missing at that point. So they did their thing for, you know, we basically drove out to the ocean you know, let past all the side, you know, all the beaches, got to see all the houses, all the million dollar houses. That's where we saw Tiger Woods house. Got to see Michael Jackson's. He was the first person to ever stay in the Atlantis Hotel and Casino there. And he had this bridge that connected the two buildings and the bridge is where he stayed. $20,000 a night. Crazy. So we passed that. And then we went down basically to the open ocean, turned around and came, uh, fed some fish right there and then turned around and came back which was awesome. The water was fucking amazing. But 
during this sh- thing, you know, me and my dad are sitting in the front. We're just watching the show. Show was lame. I'm not going to lie. It had its moments, but it is it is what it is. It's just to kind of give you the culture. You got what you got. It was for the kids. But they Blackbeard showed up. Uh, can we get some continuity, fellas? Uh, Blackbeard showed up. Didn't have a beard. He was missing his four front teeth, so that made him a little bit more authentic. But he didn't have a beard at all. Um, they they had microphones strapped to their face that were going in and out when they stood too close to each other. When two of them were on, the third one had to shut it off. So it was just a little bit of a shit show. But it was kind of shit shows make me laugh. It, I I would do it again. I mean, I wasn't mad at it. it. Was it was a cool experience. I mean, you get to, I mean, you got to go out on a boat. It was like sixty bucks a person. You got to go out. You know, a couple of free drink, well, drinks for the cost, and you know, got the experience and daydream. I basically got to lay there and daydream. You know, if I was a pirate, this is what I, to an extent, what I would be doing. And then the people in the front is what you would be hearing. And then they mutinied against Blackbeard, and you know, uh, took had all the kids cuff them up with ropes, and then they threw him in the back of the boat, and he was back there for like twenty minutes, tied to a chair. And then it was just a whole thing. It was funny, but um, it was a cool experience. So we did that, and then we got off the boat, and then we went to go find uh, the rest of our group. Circled the island three times, didn't really find anybody. Um, ended up deciding to do one more tour, because um, I like to just sightsee. So I just walk around, look around. I don't really need to spend nothing, do nothing. I could just kind of cruise and look. Uh, I love people watching and sightseeing, so I could do that all day. So we decided to make one more turn, because we had to be back on the boat early this time. Uh, it was at three, which sucked. Um, so we managed to pass a um, a pirate museum, of course, and went and did the tour. And that's where we saw the lady, the lady that I told you that lived in Nassau. And she born and raised, you know, white as can be and loves it. And I was like, I got to be this lady. Like, I got to be. But the, the pirate tour is awesome. I filmed the whole fucking thing. So it was basically, it's in a building. And it's all dank and dark like it's supposed to be. You know, it's it's like a legit tour. It has sound effects, wind blowing, all these, you know, weird noises. And it starts off, there's a big ship and there's another pirate ship in there. So now you get to see a ship up close. It showed in a replica of the original ship. And then it tells the story of, you know, this is where the quartermaster lived. And it showed his little shack, you know, on the dock. Because you're basically walking on the dock. And the boat's there and the quartermaster's there. And this is where they load the ships. And then... You curve towards the back, and then you walk into the ship. And then now it's giving you a tour of what's going on inside. It's showing people. Uh, I thought he was being tattooed, but I guess he was getting bullets pulled out of his back. Shows the little bitty area where they eat. Uh, the tables were swinging on ropes, which was thought was fucking ingenious. I never even thought of. Because obviously the tables couldn't be put on the ground because everything would rock. But if you have them on ropes, they'll sway with the boat, and your drinks won't spill. Durr makes so so much sense um so that was cool i mean it kept going and going and it had these plaques of pictures and at the bottom would have a full story about each person so you know we were a little bit of a time crunch so i filmed most of it to read later so i couldn't i speed read but i couldn't speed read that fast um but it was still cool we got to see there's so much shit to see and it was i think it was like 20 bucks a person or something it wasn't that much for the tour so we did that got back on the boat and as you think, did the same thing, grub down, went to a show. Um, yeah, and then the last night is basically a full day all the way back. So you have that night, you have that whole day, and then that whole night again. And then the next morning you get off the boat. 
So yeah, that was the cruise. The cruise was, I mean, I was cruising in a nutshell. I didn't even cover. I didn't cover half. The, I didn't cover the casino. I didn't cover. <laughs> we did so much stuff just on the boat. And then that wasn't even the end of the vacation. That's the best part. Normally vacation's over. Like you go to Germany or Hawaii or Japan for two weeks and you come home. That's it. You don't normally vacation again after a vacation. So this was a double vacation. We, since we were in Florida, we stayed in Florida for three, three additional days, four days, technically. Uh, Thursday, we got off the boat. So we had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then we flew out of town Sunday afternoon. Um, awesome. We were, we were basically two minutes down the street from um, Universal Studios, which is where we were going to go. So everything around us was all like, it was like Vegas. Everything around us was all entertainment, all tourist traps, gift shops, just shit for sale, food. I mean, just everything you could think of. Like it was part, like you could just do shit forever. There was so much shit. So we, uh, we chilled the first night and then Friday we decided to go do Universal because we figured it'd be a little bit less crowd Friday than Saturday. And Universal, because it's the slow season or a little bit of assholes because they don't make as much money, they closed the park three hours earlier. So that sucked. We, we didn't know that. We had planned on staying there from, you know, till they closed at nine. Cause normally they're nine to nine. But this time of year, they're nine to five or whatever the fuck. Uh, nine to six, sorry, which sucked because we could have done so much more. But we did so much. I mean, we basically could have just done stuff again because we basically got to do everything but one ride. And then one ride was down. The mummy ride was down, which was sad. But I got to watch it on YouTube. So I guess I got my fix. Um, and luckily, the men in black ride was broken all day. Uh booted back up two hours before the park was going to close we got in line for 45 minutes or so it seemed like got to literally to where they load people in the carts we were like 20 people away from getting in and then the ride broke again broke for probably 20 minutes people debating leaving were sitting there um luckily it kicked back on we got in got out it was awesome it was one of the fun rides um Minions was fucking awesome. Transformers was fucking awesome. Uh, Fast and Furious was cool. Um, God, I'm trying. We did so many. Uh, Simpsons. Simpsons was awesome. Uh, none of us really like roller coasters, at least not crazy roller coasters. And Simpsons started up and it literally doesn't move or doesn't leave the room. You're in a room and the thing, the thing you're sitting in just tilts, goes up, down, forward, back. And the screen ahead of you moves like a TV would, obviously. So imagine a road on the TV driving and then the thing you're sitting in tilts forward. You know what I mean? Or tilts back for whatever effect it's trying to get. So that's what I'm saying. Like you're not moving, but it makes you feel like you're on a roller coaster. It's so crazy just by tilting you forward or tilting you back with a road moving. So your eyes see a thing moving and your body feels you've moved. Like it, it's so crazy how that works. Like it blows my mind. But it was so awesome. So fucking awesome. It was one of my favorites. I mean, it's hard to label favorites because they're all my favorites for different reasons. Transformers was the same as Simpsons. Like, it, it felt like a ride. Uh, E.T. visually was cool at moments. Other times were a little weird. Um, 
Minions, like I said, Minions was such a sick visual experience, and even the ride was awesome. Uh, had a little bit of roller coaster moments to it too, so that, that was awesome. It's it's just there's a whole Simpsons village. We saw Harry Potter town. I mean, there's just there was so much to do and just not enough time. We just unfortunately got there too late because we didn't know the park was going to shut early because the park is a little bit of an asshole in that sense. But yeah, we did that, and then uh, it was a little rough getting food. Uh, the park basically has the main park where the rides are closes at six and then they have a boardwalk area that you have to walk through to leave that's open till 2 a.m and that's where all the food and gift shops and shit is man that place exploded we were going to eat there but obviously everyone else had the same idea it was six o'clock it was like 5 45 and they weren't even accepting new reservations till 9 30 so, I mean, you had to wait three hours before they would even put your name on a list that would probably make you wait two more hours. Like, it's crazy. So, we sat there looking around, debating if we were going to deal with this or go, and we decided to go. Drove around, went to one place, was like, nah, debated another place, nah. And then uh, we finally figured out where we were going to go. It was another, like, hot spot, kind of like a boardwalk-type area of food. But it was very uppity, like not uppity, but it was very fancy. Um, we were dressed for the park, but it still worked. Um, they weren't fancy enough to be like, hey, we don't accept you. It was just it was a snoozy part of town. So I only bring that up as far as crowds and traffic. So I assumed already it was going to be a problem. Um, we go there for Cuban, the Cuban food. I, I believe my dad went and checked it while the girls went to the in one of the stores and I believe it had like a three-hour wait awesome, or also or something. I can't remember. And I keep looking at this fucking Brazilian steakhouse right next to us that we're standing at. And we had been talking about going there because we had passed numerous of them while we were driving in Florida. So we ended up just going. We went to the Brazilian. There was a, no, a three-minute wait. We got seated immediately. And if y'all have never had Brazilian, oh, my God. Where the fuck have you been? You are missing out. That shit slams so hard. It's any of you vegetarians, go ahead and shut it off. Come back in a couple minutes. Um, whoo, it is a meat fest. Basically, you pay, depending on the restaurant, it could be anywhere from $40 to $60 a person. And you have a full like salad bar, buffet bar, which like has all your starches, you know, your potatoes, your your fries, your breads, your pastas, your veggies, your salad, your dressings, all your like all your any side you can think of, it's over there. And it's unlimited. You just go over there, fill up, sit down. And then when you sit down, you have this little thing that's green on one side, red on the other. You flip it up. When the green's on top facing the top, that means you want them to come to your table. And what happens is there's people constantly walking around with these swords. It's a sword attached and they, they're holding a little plate and the, the tip of the sword's on the plate. And it's the sword is holding meat because they cook all the meat on these skewers. It's a sword skewer. Same way you would rotisserie chicken, how it rotates. It's the same thing. They just spin this little sword that holds all the meat. And then they bring the, the sword to the table and they ask, they're like, this is whatever. And you just say, yes. And if it's in a little chunk, they'll flip a chunk, they'll slide a chunk onto your plate of whatever it is. And then if it's a big steak, like they'll have huge ribeye steaks skewered on there and they'll slice a piece. And then you have these little pinchers. They look like tweezers, but really big tweezers. It's like an ice cube grabber. You grab the chunk of meat and then he slices it the rest of the way and you put it on your plate. 
So there you go. It's nonstop. They, I think every restaurant has 40 cuts of meat, 40 different types of meat, but they usually rotate, I want to say 18 or so a night. So every night's different cuts of meat. So this night was, they had ribeye, like garlic ribeye, like, God, they had so much. So they had normal ribeye. They had, uh, um, they had chicken, bacon wrapped chicken, bacon wrapped pork. Uh, they had pork nuggets. They had fucking lamb, whatever. They had, they had so many different things. It was so fucking good. So you're just smashing all this meat, and then just a little bite of this salad, and smashing all this meat, and a little bite of this salad. Like you should have seen my girl's plate. It was fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, we tore that shit up, and then um. Yeah, the next day, let's see, it was Saturday, so it was our last day there. Um, so we decided just to kind of not really do too much. We had planned on going to dinner that night, so we just kind of, my uh, stepmom at the time was really tired. So we let her chill at the house. Uh, me, my dad, my girl went kind of just to go kill some time, see what the shit was. We ended up finding uh, right next door to where we were eating. Uh, we ate at some burger place. Um it's so weird there's helicopters so basically it's like right next to a mcdonald's there's like a bank a mcdonald's and a strip mall like you're surrounded by like a shopping center and there's helicopters that land in this parking lot and they're not all by themselves it's right in the middle of everything and then they were doing tours so for like 35 bucks a person you do a five minute tour and it takes you around universal studios and back which was awesome because me and my dad ended up doing it uh my girl kind of there was issues towards the end, but I could tell she didn't really want to go. So it was fine that she didn't go because I could tell she didn't want to. So uh, we ended up just me and my dad going. It was quick. Uh, I filmed the whole thing from beginning to end. and I, It was less than five minutes, but it was still awesome um, that my dad's big. I'm I'm big. So it's like having two big guys in this. It was a baby helicopter. I could barely get in it. It it was sketchy. I mean, it had moments where I was like all right like this thing i did not feel safe a couple times but it was so awesome because it's first time ever in a helicopter so i have no frame of reference though everyone knows how a plane moves i mean most people have flown from here or there so they know what a plane feels like and take off all that kind of stuff but a helicopter is very specific i'm not used to being in the air and it sways left and right because airplanes don't do that they, they don't really sway like you're in a swing but left and right. So it, it was, it was a little weird getting used to the tilt, the roll, the, you know, all that stuff, the back, the forward, the left, the right, the up, the down. It, it's, it's not motion. You're used to feeling at that height. You know what I mean? You're used to feeling it in an arcade or something like that, you know, riding a ride. Uh, but at that height with nothing underneath you to feel those motions, it was very weird to my eyes and my senses, but fucking awesome definitely want to do it again but crazy that it was there it was so weird like <laughs> where it was located uh but yeah we did that and then we got to check out this place called deezer land it's basically this rich guy that knows trump uh that made all his money in real estate with trump um he built a my dad said it's, it looked like a mall the building looked like it used to be a huge mall so take a huge mall and convert it into a amusement, a fun house, basically not an amusement park, a, a fun house, a, a, in Texas, it's a main event, a, a gaming center. So it's basically had, it had a full section just for pinball arcade. 
Then it had a full bigger section for normal arcade games. The whole inside of the building, like inner track of the building, was bumper car, not quite bumper cars, but race, you know, go-karts. The top side of the whole top side of the building, so once you walk in, the farthest end of the front top side was all uh, the guy's car collection. He had like 10,000. It was just a flex. (laughs) He had the biggest car collection I've ever seen in an amusement park. It was crazy. And then um, they had axe throwing. They had uh, they had a little strip mall of all food, like Taco Bell, Panda Express, like all food. Like this thing was its own, like enclosed fucking city. Like it was crazy. Um, man, I can't, I can't even think of everything they had. There was so much shit there. What else did they have? Uh, God, like my brain is like, there's so much shit in there. I'm just trying to think of everything. I guess that was all we did. Um, we mostly did arcade. And uh, oh, candy! They had a nice candy shop, so you know, you know, your boy was in there getting the candy on. Um, yeah, that place was sick, though. Um, so we did that, and then we ended the night. This was the whole point of the night. Medieval fucking times, boy! I tell you what, if you have never been there, whoo! <laughs> How's it going, everybody? I just want to talk to you today about uh, SwiftLifestyles.com. SwiftLifestyles.com is offering 15% off to all my customers, all my listeners, everybody out there. If you hear my voice, you're getting 15% off the entire website uh, using promo code STEAL67, like you're stealing something, 67. That is the promo code to get yourself 15% off. Now, what that website is going to give you, they have drinks that will help you react, focus, and energize. They have vitamins for your brain, good for boosting. They come in pill and gummy form. They also have gear, clothing, t-shirts, I mean, hoodies, whatever you need, you name it, they got it. Shakers, they'll hook you up for your protein shakes. They got three different sizes for that, so you don't always have to have a huge shake if you want something small. Not too bad. Uh, the drinks are non-chalky, and they have no weird flavor residue at the end, which is amazing. I've been using them for quite a while. Uh, I'm a very intense gamer. I like to stay up all night, and I need something that's going to kind of get me there. Also, when I like to go to the gym, it's a good pre-workout. You get that uh, first little drink, and you get the blue raspberry, and you're golden. Uh, but anyways, we'll go ahead and let you try out that promo code STEEL67 at swiftlifestyles.com go ahead and get you that 15% off and we'll catch you later I have never been always wanted to go I think they even had one in Oklahoma when I was a kid and then they didn't so crazy that I never went it's just um I don't think it was even something that was known. I don't even know if anybody, like, I want to say there was one in Oklahoma when I grew up. Maybe maybe it was a fireworks stand. <laughs> I don't fucking remember. Um, who knows in Oklahoma? But, yeah, it was, it was awesome, awesome fucking uh, 
another time period I enjoy, uh, medieval time. I mean, I wouldn't want to have sex or go to the bathroom in that time period, but, uh, or have a surgical operation. But other than that, I mean, it'd be awesome to watch, you know, to be a part of and to watch, you know, of course you don't want to get your head cut off or anything crazy like that, but, or speared, but it was cool. It was, uh, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what it was going to be like, but basically when you get in, you know, you're, you're set as a, at a table. There's X, there's only so many tables, so many seats. So you're, as soon as you get a ticket, he's like, all right, you're, you're going to be green team. So everyone gets a crown. You get this paper crown, like you used to get it like Burger King. And they give you the crown and the crown is color coded. There's black and white, red and white. There's solid red, solid green, green and white, um, yellow and red. I think yellow and black. You know, there's these various colors. There's solid black, solid yellow. So those color codes also color code you in your seats. So the place is basically, if you imagine, imagine a giant swimming pool. Like if you're, if you're watching a swim meet, right? If you're at a, at a high school swimming team, whatever. So if the, the swimming pool is the dirt ring, it's longer than a normal pool, but just, I'm giving you a frame of reference. It's the dirt ring is the swimming pool you're looking at. And then like, as if, I'm sorry, a football field, I'm stupid. <laughs> just imagine you're watching a football game. The football field is where they are. The stands on one side is where we are. And then the stands on the other side is the other team. But you're set up based on the order you bought your ticket. So you're naturally now our side is against their side because they're on that side. And then that side has six colors, has three main colors separating the rows in the thirds. So sec separating the sections into thirds. So one big color, the middle's one big color and the far right's one big color, right? And then you split those halves in half down the, down the middle, and now they have subset colors. I'm sorry, you split them three times. Now they all have their subset colors. So basically, I was on the far right section in the top. So we were green in our whole section. And then below us, it was still green, but it had like a green with a stripe, I think. But it was all still green. And then to our left, I believe, was black. I can't remember. And then to our farthest left was red. No, blue. And then the other side had yellow, red, and whatever the fuck, white, I think. And then, like I said, there's these striped colors mixed in. But you're basically those big sections, those three major sections. So each color corresponded with a knight. So the solid, solid red also had the red, white. So those were two knights. You know what I mean? It would be a red, black, red, white. And then, so basically our whole side had six knights, I think we could cheer for. And their whole side had six knights. Or maybe it was four. <laughs> it's hard to remember. There's so many people running around. But it just gave you an excuse to 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 root for somebody. So basically you're forced to root for somebody because you're color coded. And then you're forced to hate the other side because you're color coded. So it was pretty cool. It kind of added to the experience. And then there's no ordering anything. You just get what they give you. And so basically it starts with he comes out, you get either water, lemonade, or so or coke. That's it. There's no diet. There's no subset. There's no sugar-free. That's it. You know what I mean? It's just plain Coke, water, lemonade. So you choose what you're getting. The guy, basically each waiter is running. We're in a straight line when we sit. And then they can walk in front of us. It's like the Alamo Draft House. And then there's the next row of people sitting. And then the waiter can run and walk in front of them. 
So he comes out, he does one full row. I think he has four, eight, 12. I want to say they have 12 or 16 people they have to, to deal in a straight line. So he goes, starts at the end and he goes all the way in a straight line to the end of us drinks. And then he'll go back and he drops, he drops soup. So we, we already have a, you have a cup, a napkin, a one napkin, <laughs> which is crazy, uh, a plate and a bowl. So he comes by and in the bowl, he fills every bowl with, tomato uh, soup which was actually good nothing in it but just the broth but it's actually really good and i'm not big into tomato soup so he did that and then he went back to the kitchen came back out and he gave everybody bread bread slammed and then he came out he went back to the kitchen came out he gave everybody a half a chicken now if you don't know what half a chicken is it's literally half a chicken if you've never gone to el pollo regio el pollo loco any of these fucking uh char grilled chicken places um basically a half chicken is a leg a thigh a breast and a wing that's a half chicken every chicken has double that so if you order a whole chicken it's double that okay so every two people were eating a whole fucking chicken which is crazy um crazy to think how many chickens are out there um but yeah so he would drop you a half chicken and the dude was did me a solid he saw how big i was he dropped me. It had to be double the size of my girl's piece of, of meat. It was huge. He dropped that down. And then he went back. And he's still doing refills the best he can in the middle of this. Then he doubled back. And he came back out with, oh, corn on the cob. Fucking grilled corn on the cob. That shit slammed, bro. And then um, he collected it all. So it was quick. Like, you're watching the whole festivities. I mean, there's jousting going on. There's fighting, you're cheering, you're slamming your goblet on the ground, on the table. I mean, there's all this going on while he's doing all this. And then he collects everything. And then uh, last thing he brought was like like a parfait ice cream, I guess. I don't know. It was good. I'm not, not the hugest vanilla ice cream fan. Um, natural vanilla bean, yes, but not homemade vanilla. Homemade vanilla is... The only way I can describe the flavor is warm. It's I can't, like you can't. I know warm's a, a texture, like a feeling, a temperature feeling, but it's the best way I could. Like it just has like a, I don't know, like milk. Milk, no matter how cold it gets, it's still when you drink it, it has like a thick, warm feeling to it. No matter how, it can only get so cold. Even when you freeze it, it's still not as cold as like a water. A water, you could put two ice cubes in it, and it's colder than milk out of the freezer. That's what I'm getting at. Maybe it's the thickness I'm describing. Um, anyways, it was all right. I'm not big into it. Everyone else tore it up, so he collected that. And by the time that's over, the stuff's almost over. So we basically watched you know, another 20 minutes, and then the show was over. Uh, but it was fucking awesome. It's two hours. It was a two-hour fucking show, which I didn't think it would be that long. And it's... Uh, it starts with, you know, introduction of each member. So you cheer for your group, you know, and then you boo the other side. And then it, it went to uh, introduction of the queen and her, you know, subject, the guy that was with her. So we had to you know stand for her, all that stuff. She sat down. So she sat in the tower uh, the whole time. And they're all mic'd up. So all these guys are talking back and forth. It's, some of it's kind of hard to hear, but it's fine. Um, and then they start fighting. They do uh, jousting. The jousting was... It was fake, obviously. It was just the point of it was to lead to the sword fight. So they joust, you know, twice. They hit each other once, go grab another joust, hit each other again. Someone would get knocked off. 
Then the other guy would jump off. They grab whatever weapon they chose. It would be some guys fought sword versus sword. Some guy had a extended axe, a short axe, a double swords. I mean, I saw a mace. I mean, there's all different ways they fought shield and sword. Uh, sometimes they fought with whatever, knocked them out of each other's hands, grabbed whole new weapons, spears. Um, so it was pretty awesome. And I mean, they were going, you could tell it was choreographed and organized, which is fine because it is a show, but it was like, they were still trying because they were swinging the shit out of those things. And, you know, they had these certain, the right metal, you know, equipment. So it was sparking every time they did it. So it was, it was fucking hilarious. But it was a good time. So, uh, yeah, I, highly recommend that um so yeah they fought each other till the end you know this guy died this guy died so you started losing players and then by the time it all ended um our side won their their side was down to one guy but he was playing basically the heel he was playing um in wrestling it's called the heel so there's always an asshole there's a guy you don't know why you hate them, but they make him to where you hate him. You know what I mean? They build the guy so you can hate him on purpose. You're supposed to dislike this guy so you so the superhero can come in and save us. You know what I mean? They do it in wrestling all the time. Um, so he was playing the asshole the whole time. Talk, he was kicking dirt at the queen. I mean, she's nowhere near him, but she, he was the only one with a microphone in. The only knight with a microphone in. So obviously he was talking shit. And you wouldn't believe he had my fucking last name. He was a descendant of my family. <laughs> and I'm sitting on the other side, so I had to boo this descendant of my family the whole time, which was weird. And then he, of course, he turns out to be the asshole. I was like, of course he does. Uh, but yeah, he ended up losing. He got killed, uh, gutted, and stabbed in the chest. Um, so yeah, our side won, and then that was it. It was it was over. You know, everybody went out and gift shop. You know, there's sword, badass swords to buy. I bought this badass letter or scissor uh, scissor set. Oh, it's so sick. Uh, and it was all cheap as fuck, which is a crazy shit. Because we just came from Universal Studios. So everything is 30%, 500% markup. Uh, this wasn't. It was all reasonably priced. So I wasn't mad at it at all. Um, so, yeah. Like I said, I would I would highly recommend going uh, to Medieval Times. Um, yeah. So that was my vacation. I wish uh, it was double, triple. I wish I was still on it. I would do it all over again, even with every problem we ran into, every even with every dollar I spent. I would, I would do it all over again. It was an awesome time, and my girl being able to go with me was fucking awesome too, because she had a blast, and being able to experience it with someone more than just my parents was awesome. You know what I mean? Get to explore with a partner is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. It was, it was a good time. I mean, every, I have no complaints. Um, the only downfall, I guess, I could say is uh my parents on the way back had a horrible experience so this is what happened it started with i want to say their flight was delayed originally and then when they finally got on the plane <laughs> so they had a the plane ahead of them had a flat tire and by the time it had a low air tire and by the time they got something out there to fix it which probably took 10 minutes the tire was completely flat so now they had to get this plane, had another guy had to come out, completely different equipment, took another whatever amount of time to replace the tire. Well, now that the tires were replaced, it took so long that now they have to go back to the runway or not to the runway, but back to uh, where they started because the pilots now have used too many hours because they were, um, I guess my dad basically said they were stuck on the runway for two hours. and. 
I guess maybe that's the estimated flight time or whatever. I don't know. So basically the guys can only work so many hours a week and it would have put them over their hours if they would have flew. So now with no pilots, you know what that means? It means new plane. So now they canceled three flights. This airline, uh, can't remember the name right now. Um, canceled three flights and all those people now had to go find their own flights. They didn't even reschedule them for additional flights. They have to go find their own flights. So that means get off the plane as quick as possible and get to a counter as quick as possible. Well, that doesn't work so easy for everybody. So by the time my parents got to the counter, he said it was a three-hour wait. It took him three hours to get through the fucking line to get tickets. And then from there, they're not flying out that day. This is Friday, or sorry, this was Sunday. They were supposed to leave at 5.30 on Sunday. It probably wasn't until 9, 10, or 11 till they even got confirmation that they were going to have another flight, which now has to be paid for full price, out of pocket, and whatever flight that is, you know, whatever airline that is which it turned out to be a totally different one, thank God. And it was the next night. So they had to wait. They had already been dropped off. So, cause me and my girl went in early. So we got dropped off at like 12 with them. And they were there from 12 till probably midnight. Then had to out of pocket the airplane, had to out of pocket an Uber to the hotel, out of pocket a hotel, out of pocket another Uber, back to the airport, just to sit at the airport another seven hours. Cause hotels, if you know, you have to be gone by 11 or 12 and the flight's not till 9:50 or 8:50 so it was ridiculous like it was all this because of the certain airlines and I'm not going to badmouth the airlines sorry but you know who you are let's just say it's not spirit it's the other one um so yeah it was horrible experience horrible horrible experience and then come to find out they got back and after all that might have got covid from from the experience out of all the out-of-pocket money out of all the frustrations all the stress after a wonderful glorious vacation this is how it ends like it's so shitty like i would have traded places in a heartbeat i would have rather dealt with it myself than have them deal with it but they're home now i'm glad they made it safe uh once again it is my father's birthday today is may 10th so happy birthday and uh, yeah i guess i'm gonna get out of here that was the vacation um just kind of wanted to recap with y'all what happened since I've been gone, why I haven't been doing shit. Um, it's hard to be motivated after a 10-day vacation. It's real hard to get back into it, especially uh, when you're jobless and you're just like, man, I could just chill. I got money saved up. Why do I need to move? But I'm not one of those people. It, uh, it's just I couldn't do last week's podcast because I was jobless. You know what I mean? Like, I just you need that in your life just to to have the pep in your step. I've noticed, you know what I mean? I can't be one of those people that doesn't have a job. Even if I'm rich, I still would need, if it's not like a hobby that is, is a job like woodworking, you know what I mean? Like I would still need a job. Like that's why people wither, wither away and die sometimes after retirement. I mean, guy worked his ass off for 60 years, retires and then dies within a year because just, no will to live i guess i mean i don't know like it's happened time and time again it's crazy um but yeah i guess i realized that about myself uh i I mean i know i'm a hard worker i've always known that kind of stuff i mean everyone knows what they are i try not to lie to myself but uh i did not know i was someone that can i 
guess like I can't be a piece of shit. I guess <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I guess I just can't be a moocher. Uh, I don't know. I guess I have to do shit. It's hard to, hard to describe, but I don't know. Look into yourself, I guess. It's always good to uh, look inside and figure out what uh, what makes you tick, what makes your brain work, and why you do the things you do. It uh, definitely interests me. But I'm going to get out of here, y'all. Uh, I appreciate y'all being here. I appreciate y'all um, listening. If you enjoyed the last two bonus episodes, that was for y'all. I doubled up uh, for one week just so I could skip another. That was not on purpose. Just like I said, it was real hard to get the motivation last week to to release the episode. A, uh, life was really hard to be motivated. Uh, normal life stuff, it was hard to motivate myself. And then uh, obviously coming off vacation, it's just, it was real hard to do anything. I just wanted to go right back into right back into my vacation. But uh, I appreciate y'all being here. Y'all want to hang out? Y'all want to chat? You want to see my face? You want anything? Uh, come see me on Twitch. I am Stealthy67 on there. Um, I'm the same on TikTok, Stealthy67. I am Koenig67. Ko is a K-O-N-I-G-67 on Instagram. Uh, but I'm Stealthy67 anywhere else uh, you want to see me. If y'all want to send me a, a link, send me something to talk about, uh, ask any questions, yell at me, chew me out, spit on me, whatever. Can't spit on me through email, but you can email me. Uh, I have a gaming email for my Stealthy account. So it is uh, Stealthy67Gaming at Yahoo.com. Uh, give your boy a shout and holla back. Y'all have a good one. Fluent and dummy, baby. Peace.